another back to school edition of the Nerd Watch Podcast. I, of course, am G Money. I am joined by three, no, may I say four talented men in uh, Nerd uh, Nerd Watch headquarters today, Maui Comics and Collectibles. I'm joined by Format, Gannon, Silent Shot in the house, and of course, Alika is in the house as well today. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is a back to school edition because kids are slowly going back to school this week. We're finally... Uh, now, do you mean the, their rate of going to school or like how they're dealing with school? Uh, I just heard that kids are slow. Yeah, That's, <laughs> that's where I'm going with yeah, this. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Our kids are slow. But that's fine. It's it's fine. They need as much... Uh, they need as and much they're just with all of our listeners. They're with every single one of them. Absolutely. Um, but uh, uh, some interesting <laughs> stuff, even though for it is kind of a slow week. We we come off of the uh, the Mission Impossible Rogue Nation Nerd Watch special. It's a mouthful. Um, we we come off of that, and then uh, we've been ju- we've jumped to this new week where we've gotten a couple of things. I uh, I, I had I have had an opportunity to watch a couple of uh, uh, things as well. But before we get around to me. Um, Let's find out what everybody did this week. Format, anything exciting for you? I do know that your Pixels review did go up on MyWatch.com. Uh, you posted yeah. on NerdWatch. And um, I noticed you didn't do two reviews. No, yeah. It just seemed like when I wrote the second one, yes. it just seemed like I was rewriting the first one. So I just figured I'll just right. uh, sum it all up in one big one and launch it and wow. go from there. Well, uh, I, I definitely think it's a good read. Uh, people should check it out, mywatch.com. It is a great review of thank you, thank you. Pixels. Um, I'll be putting my uh, uh, impressions of Pixels up very shortly, as well as my impressions of uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. So, uh, Gannon, what about you, sir? What have you been up to? I, uh, I saw that uh, you were playing this week. Um, I've been playing the last few weeks. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I haven't had a lot of time to get out and do much, other than seeing Rogue Nation with you guys, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So, you, sir, are, uh, you're holding it down in the band. I, I watched, uh, some, some clips of, uh, of you guys playing together. It's, that, that seems like a lot of fun. It is. Of yeah. course it is. Yeah. I, That's I'm, the only reason I do it. We're certainly not paid enough. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm 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 getting extremely old. You stay out too late for me. <laughs> I stay too out too too late out for me. Yeah, I'm gonna have to come out. I, I, every time he, he he sends an invite, I always feel so bad because I want to go out to these shows. And I'm like, ten o'clock. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm man. there with you, man. If I, I didn't have to play it. I wouldn't be there either. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I, I see ten o'clock on the flyer, and I'm like. My back starts like <laughs> wrenching up, and I'm like, "Oh man, I gotta crack it and stuff." Ten o'clock, gosh, man. I mean, I really want to go. I love the band. Uh, I, I hear you, brother. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm like, Frank. I'm getting a little long of the tooth myself. <laughs> but hey, you're committed, man. That uh, that band is doing awesome. Ain't I, gonna happen without me. Yeah, it, absolutely <laughs> not. You are the uh, you are you are the core of that band, if I say so myself. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. The core. <laughs> the core. <laughs> Better blog. I'll about take that it. One. I'll take it. Man. I'll, I'll take. I'll take right, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If uh, uh, you, you would be, if 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 the minorities were the Avengers, you'd be Captain America. No, I'd be Tony Stark, Tony, sir. Uh, Tony, oh, but but Captain America's the leader. But I fund everything. <laughs> 
I'm funnier than everybody. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm better organized. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I uh, <laughs> I didn't yeah, mean to insult you. I'm very much. I'm way more Tony Stark. <laughs> you're you're the guy who does all the nice, the, all the great stuff, and then he gets all the credit for being the leader. I, that's uh, the only place where I'm not Tony Stark. <laughs> I don't get the limelight, but I'm everything else. <laughs> that's great. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to reveal. And that I'm only either. saying all this because nobody else in the band is going to ever listen to this. <laughs> It's totally okay to say this. That's awesome. I don't even care. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you, Gannon, how was Silent Sean's week? Is he uh, is he doing okay? Or? I don't know. Is he? Just know. give us a thumbs up. <laughs> was he he gave us a thumbs he up. He's thumbs doing up. fine. All right, yeah, fantastic. Really. Get a good week. You watch Rogue He's Rogue. been there for most of, uh, most of everything else I did this weekend anyway, so oh, you know, he's there for most of it. <laughs> I did get to see a movie, though. I, I watched uh, a, net, a movie on Netflix called Primer. Oh, the one from 2000 and I forget how far back it went. I only 10? just yeah, just stumbled upon it. it seemed interesting. 77 I, I, minutes of awesome in my I opinion. will tell you, it felt a lot longer than 77 minutes though. It does. It's very it's very let's say deliberately paced. Yes. Yes it is. <laughs> like it's not it's not off to a running start at all. It is a little difficult to follow to at a certain point, but it was a fascinating movie. Um I, I this is a non-spoiler uh a non-spoiler description of it uh, for me at least. I would say it is a low-budget time travel film. Would you put it in that respect, or how would you? Put they it? they kind of. I mean, for any, I don't. Kind of, I really don't want to spoil it for anybody. No, you but don't. It takes a very similar concept that they did with the Prestige. Yes. Along with time travel, to me, the, the movie Primer would have been what that Project Almanac movie should have been. Mm. Yes. Yes. The idea of creating something like in your garage that is able to do something and it gets you into some trouble. Right. Anytime you mess around with, with, with time travel, there's Cuddle, doppelgangers right, and all right, these other things. Right, right. So they came at it from a much. It, Project Almanac obviously did it from more of a pop MTV sensibility. This mm-hmm. one, like the guys that wrote this movie, they definitely had a mind on the science of it all, mm-hmm. which also makes it kind of, you know. It's not a dummy, dummy kind it's of person not, movie at, at all. all. Like you really got to follow it and pay attention to what's going on because they really they don't wait for you to catch up. Really, at all. Like right. the way the, the way the way it's like I said, the way it's paced and the way the dialogue goes. They, if you're not paying attention, you're not going to know what's going on. I agree. I haven't seen it in a while, so it's I, it's a good movie. Yeah. Like, and I'm glad I stumbled upon it. Like, I, I really don't even know how it, it appealed to me, but I just saw the name and I started reading the description, so I gave it a shot. For Did you? Uh, would you recommend it? I'd recommend it for sure, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how high rating I would give it to be honest, maybe a two or a three. Mm. Um but yeah, it's like I said, if you went in to go see Project Almanac hoping for this to be a better movie, I would say go watch Primer instead. There is something in me that even though I've heard horrible things about Project Almanac, I, I it's out now on on, uh, on Blu ray and You wanna see it, no. I wanna kinda see it because everybody has horrible It's a lot it of sound. wasted potential. That movie had a lot of wasted potential because it had some good ideas and they had some interesting concepts, but it they spend way too much time at Lollapalooza, and it just feels like a commercial after a while. Really, um, and Ugh. you know, it, it's just one of those movies where, like, you could probably, you can kind of get a sense that the writer of that movie, when he wrote that movie, had a much better movie in mind. Right. But the only way for that movie to get funded, the only way for the movie to get made, he probably had to make a lot of concessions for it. For sure. That he probably wasn't very happy about. Uh, I, I bet. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're going. Oh, we got to put this in January. This has got to be. The kids right have to understand what's happening. Right, so right. let's like you know let's start putting some stuff they'll recognize in it. Like you know, it could have been a better movie. Every time I saw it, it almost felt like I, said, I maybe I'm wrong about it. I don't mean to go on a whole diatribe about Project Almanac because I'm interested in seeing. It's it, weird how it just came up out of nowhere. We're still sticking on. It. Yeah. It. it 
it's, for a movie that came out almost a year ago. When I, I watched the trailer, it felt mm-hmm. like a time travel Project X movie. You it, that's Project totally X? what it is. It's totally what it is. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah. that's what it felt that's like. what they're aiming at. Oh, okay. But, okay. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't quite hit yeah, the mark. Yeah, and they spend way too much time explaining it for the females in the film. Yeah. Oh wow! So that the audience will know what's going on. Right, because you're seeing it through the females' eyes. I think, yeah, or it's it's very like I said, Project Almanac is definitely aimed for the you know people that aren't going to be following you that closely. Right. Whereas Primer is like they're they're not waiting for you to catch yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It's which like, is weird because Primer is a much shorter movie too. And it's like hold on because this we're we're, yeah. we're going mm-hmm. interesting. All right, so so you recommend it? Yeah, fantastic. Definitely, uh, Alika. If you're yeah. not too busy um, stuffing Eating. stuffing your face. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> how was uh, how was your week this week, sir? I, I know you're busy with the comic book shop and such. That was you know? basically it. Really? Yeah, just cleaning up and trying to put new stuff out. Oh, fantastic! Uh, by the way, tomorrow is uh, New Comic Book Wednesday right. uh, at Molly Comics very, and Collectibles. Uh, you're always very busy on Wednesday, so if you happen to be in town in Kahalui Town on Maui, uh, come on down to Molly Comics and Collectibles at three 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 Dairy Road. Um, so uh, you were busy doing the. Store. some fresh stuff on the wall. Fresh stuff on the wall, oh, right? so boring. So how much... Look, just because I'm curious. How much stuff do you actually get on a Tuesday night or Wednesday for new comic book Wednesday? Do you get... Is there is there a lot of comics that come well, out on Wednesday? Well, we're a small store. We probably get maybe like around 400 or so comics. That's a lot for a small store. Holy cow. Or is that not a lot? That's like the ordering threshold for my discount level. Wow. Which we need to to compensate for the shipping, so I I need to maintain that level anyway. There's probably some stores that do 400 copies of just one book. Yeah, oh yeah, like I went to New York City and those stores are huge. Well, uh, um... It's interesting. You gave us a glimpse into the back room of comic book ownership. <laughs> Star yeah, ownership. minimum orders. <laughs> minimum orders. Hey, by the way, you're going to chime in more on the show tonight. Uh, I'm going to. We're going to ask you questions, comic book related. That didn't even sound like a question. Well, well <laughs> no, it's like you're yeah, doing this. Weekend. Yeah, you're doing this. And on top of that, you're going to have to not. Say things that are untoward in the microphone tonight. No, 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 no dirty language tonight, oh, sir. Oh man, that's my favorite kind of language. I beeped you out again. By See, the way, see now he doesn't awesome. want to participate. No, no, no. No, no. I can't swear. Yeah. I'm out of here. Screw you. Screw this. You want to stifle my freedom of speech? Yeah. Screw all you of you. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> My store night. You know what? Pack up your crap, nerd watch, and get out. My, Malika's like, you know what? We're closed. We're closed. Get out. Yeah, no kidding. It's my story. You tell me how to talk now. What a bunch of bastards. Ungrateful. Ungrateful of- sons of guns, I tell you. Anyway, um, so I got some. Uh, I, I got to watch a film myself, by the way. Um, was it a silent film? It was not. <laughs> Um, by the way, uh, Professor Barry, just to just to give you a sh- give him a shout uh, because he hasn't been on the show. Uh, Professor Barry has some uh, reviews up on MyWatch.com as well. Yeah, he, just I reviewed, he just reviewed the Trainwreck. Guy is still working. He's what working like crazy. <laughs> He's uh, he did a, a review on Trainwreck, and he also did a review on a film that I also watched. He did a review on Vacation. And he also did uh, looking back on uh, Total Recall. Total Recall and Heat from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did he ever get around to Ant Man? He did. Did he? He did get did around I to Ant Man for another publication. Uh. Uh, <laughs> but yes, he did. And by the way, just to let you uh, to let you all know, he liked it a lot. He had the same feelings as we did, and he gave it three stars. Huh. Isn't that what we we, we, we projected? Yeah, we, we, we said three. We did. We did. We did project that. We so got you, you tried to raise the curve. I did. I tried to <laughs> raise the curve a bit. 
Well, hey, listen, I was trying my best. I love that. But I, I want to let you guys know that I did see, I, I, I braved the theater, and I watched Vacation starring Ed Helm and oh. Christina Applegate this week. Well, is it everything whoa, 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 you whoa, whoa, thought it whoa, would whoa, be? Whoa, 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 Hang on a second. Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo are in that movie. You know what? Here's the thing. And it is their franchise. I, so that should be all said the same breath. I don't I, care how much they're in that movie. I have to admit that I almost feel like saying that it starred Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo because, I'm going to be honest with you. They're the strongest points in the movie, aren't they? They were one of yeah, the best things it. about the movie. I knew it. I knew uh, it. Uh, they're on brief. So brief that you miss them as soon as they're gone. Because um, uh, that's who you want to see. Uh, it is. I'm. I'm telling you right now. Anybody ever watched the movie RV with Robin Williams? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I did. I saw that. Okay, you did. Okay, RV stars uh, Robin. Oh man, Silent Sean talking. Someone speaking. What speaking? Oh my gosh! It, oh, wasn't, very, it wasn't very. It wasn't very. You know, I couldn't hear what he said. So. <laughs> it was a grunting and lots of yeah. There were some sounds. Sounds. He yeah. could have been like doing something else. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you about talking? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, zip up that gimp mask. Okay? <laughs> Get back in Leek's back room, dang it! <laughs> dang it. <laughs> but um. Vacation is an interesting beast because if you've seen RV, RV, just to give you a preview of what RV is, Robin Williams started a family comedy with um, uh, Christine People. Baranski and I think it's Christine Baranski, I'm not too sure, I don't remember, um, but she, uh, he was in it as well as Will Arnett and... Remember I don't that, remember the movie, I just never saw it. Yeah, the girl, remember that the teenage girl that was like, she was a she was a singer at one time, her name was Jojo, I don't know if you remember her at all. No. But RV was a, fa- right, yeah. yeah. RV was a family comedy about doing cross-country with the family. So a paycheck movie for Robin Williams. Absolutely. Um, uh, RV had its charms, but it was a terrible movie. Um, Vacation is an R-rated version of RV. Um, it is. I'm going to tell you something. There are there are glimpses of of greatness in Vacation, but they're they're never on screen long enough to make a lasting impression. Hmm. It's unfortunate because everything they do, everything they do is, is, is every piece of comedy that is in it is to the lowest common denominator possible. Nothing clever, nothing funny. It's all straight to. Um, it, it's all straight to the lowest of the low type of comedy. I mean, you see, if you've seen the trailers, you've basically seen the movie with a couple of exceptions. Um, this doesn't uh, bode well for the Spider-Man movie, considering it's the same writer. That's exactly what my. That's exactly what I felt when I walked out of the movie. These I guys were like, writing Spider-Man. That's exactly how I felt. It, it was. Ed Helm is a very funny guy. He had very unfunny material to work with. He did his best to try and work with that material. Um, Secondly, um, listen, I don't get very political on uh, the, the movie. <laughs> what? Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Oh. Well, look, is getting down from the ladder. This ladder. is going to be a three-hour podcast, Let me everybody. tell you something. I'm going to say something right now. If, if, if liberal parents are as bad as these two people in this movie, I am so glad that I was raised a lot tougher and with a lot more discipline. Because I tell you what, I'm gonna, let, me, let me give you an example of... Um, of what's going, what happens in this film. First of all, the younger brother, uh, there's two brothers in this scenario, this vacation scenario. He wants to take his kids out on a, um, he wants to take his kids and his wife out on vacation. Every year, they go to a cabin that he rents out. His wife doesn't tell him, but she hates it every year. She, and the more and more they go, she gets more and more depressed. So he decides to change it up. 
<clears throat> well, um, in true vacation fashion, he gets a horrible car, right? Um, a, the kids uh, are uh, the kids. The, the wife is no big surprise. She's having, uh, unbeknownst to the audience, I'm not giving anything away. She's having second thoughts about her marriage. Is her marriage dying? Blah 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 blah. Um, and it the sounds kids, like the staples of the franchise yeah, so far. Kind of, kind of, sort of, right? It does. But here's the thing, though. You always know that that Clark and um, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm, I'm I am blanking on her name now. Not Beverly. Mm, what is her name in the movie? Clark and Ellen. Thank you. There Ellen you Griswold. go. I was gonna say Audrey, but that's the dog. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know that Ellen and Clark are always in love. Even if they feel like they're falling out of love, they all you always feel like there is something I, I there. Think, I think Ellen was coming to those conclusions where she might be falling out of love. I think Clark was always... Clark was always... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he was ever smart enough to be like, you know what, I don't know why she stays with me. <laughs> but you know, you know how the kids in these movies aren't... They're not... They're not in the older films. They're not overbearing. They're fun to watch. They act. They act like typical teenage kids. You know that underneath all of this this gruff exterior, trying to be more adult, there's something in there that you make that makes you want to love them as kids. This film, uh, you've got two brothers. The older brother is a puss, a huge puss. He's not just a huge puss. This guy. This guy. No offense. This guy walks... Whoa! Um, Whoa. Why'd you <laughs> look at me? Because this guy... Sorry, Gabby. Here's the thing. This guy... This kid... This older brother... <laughs> walks around with his acoustic guitar... And his diaries... Full of poetry... Uh, about open uh, no and well I didn't the guitar <laughs> thing the guitar I didn't want to I didn't want to make like I don't appreciate a good a guy walking with a guitar I just didn't want to make go uh, go ahead sir. I'm sorry ahead. I'm sorry <laughs> sorry I hope there's no no offense go ahead go ahead <laughs> anyway and the brother the the younger brother is a complete and utter bully like to 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 the point of uh, to the point of that the older brother doesn't know how to handle his younger brother um, and. We know trying to turn that scenario around doesn't make any sense, but here's the thing. One of the younger brother's bullying tactics, no joke, is to put plastic bags over his brother's head. My father, yeah, my father and my mother would, would have killed me if my sister or me had done that to ourselves. I think anybody's parents does that freak out. Right. Right, they don't. But not, not, not. Okay, but not modern parents. Modern parents be like, you know what? Go ahead, we can make another one. Yeah, apparently so. Because and on top survival of, that, of the fittest. If you can make it through that, you can make it through anything. And on top of that, the younger, <laughs> the younger kid is so disrespectful to his mom and to his dad, to Rusty. It sounds like a pretty realistic movie. It's like, but but I mean, like she, they let him get away with saying the f word and just 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 f bombing the heck out of this movie. I'm like, but so don't you, but don't you think that this is probably what the filmmakers were aiming at? I, mean, I know. Once you have Ed Helms there, you're carrying over a lot of that hangover type of humor anyway. They're probably playing along with what the audience is expecting to see. I guess, but I mean, I never felt like, I never felt the kids in the older films were ever disrespecting Clark. Right. You know, and I never felt like they understood their place, they had issues, but they always were like, hey, listen, Dad is taking us here, we may not like it, we don't have to like it, but, you know, this is what we're a part of. But they never they never disrespected him, which was so like, the only time I ever thought about was that the train scene in, in European Vacation. Where he's playing with the with the headphones and he's trying to turn it up or turn it down and he's having this little fun fight with Clark, which was great. And this one, it just felt so mean spirited that I just was like, I, I was totally out of it. 
There are two. There are two. Um, there are two shining uh, performances in this film. Two shining moments in the film. First off, um, it would have to be Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth was golden. This guy should be in more comedies. He is the funniest thing in the movie, and he's on he's on the screen uh, not long enough. Chris Hemsworth is hilarious. Maybe that's why he was so hilarious. If they had him in more, he probably would realize he's probably not that funny. Yeah, I maybe. Mean, <laughs> but Chris Hemsworth is one of the best things about the film. So um, he, he's something to look forward to in Ghostbusters then. Apparently. Oh, I, I guess so because he is great in this movie. He comes. He's he's very he's very funny. It seems natural. It doesn't seem forced. He feels like the dialogue is not read. He's really playing it up for I'll last. I bet you he's, he's been looking to scratch a niche like that for a yeah. while. He's been stuck doing the sci-fi thing for or sci-fi action thing for a while. Um, Chris Hemsworth, uh, spoiler, is playing um, Audrey's husband, Audrey, formerly Audrey, Audrey Griswold, um, uh, Rusty's sister, mm-hmm. and uh, and he plays uh, he plays the husband of her. It's uh, and he's very good in the movie. Uh, super funny. It's one of the best scenes in the film. I, I'm, I, I, every time I think about the movie, that's what I think about. I don't think about the family at all. Um, the second shining moment is when Clark and Ellen are on the screen. And they're on the screen for all of four minutes. It's so ridiculous. Um, you don't mind if I spoil this, do you? I'm probably not going to see it. All right, here it is. Um, they've moved to San Francisco. No. Yeah. Well, well they're from okay. Chicago, um, but uh, they decided to open a bed and, be- a bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Clark Griswold is the worst bed and breakfast owner in the How world. How long do they insinuate the business has been running at this point in the movie? For quite some time. And he- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the cereal additive company didn't work out. Uh, for him, apparently, then. then he's retired and he's he's got a bed and breakfast. But at least that opens it up for a sequel. It, it's possible. Where do um, they just focus on the B and B? I'll watch it. <laughs> Chevy Chase is is so funny in the few lines that he has. Um, uh, Beverly D'Angelo is wonderful. They have such good chemistry together. Like your heart melts as soon as you see those two together. Like you feel good all of a sudden. You feel this. There's this relief that comes over you, washes over you when you're watching this movie of all the horribleness that you've seen for the last ninety minutes. It's like just it's like it's like horrible it's horrible comedy and it's like it's the lowest common denominator stuff like you know like the whole poop joke thing and like you know you know the poop joke check you know like you check it off a list of disgusting comedies that's what you got to feel that's what it felt like so when they come on screen you feel like oh man this is I feel I feel this warmth and I really am liking it and it is and for those four minutes it really is and um, it just and he's so good and so is uh, uh, Beverly D'Angelo that. Um, I felt I felt good, and I was ready to go to the end of the film because there's 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 another scene after that. Clark says something in the film that I thought was so they show up toward the end of the movie. Uh, very very much so. Yeah, um, there's a great thing that ha- there's a great he has the one of the Chevy Chase is one of the greatest lines in the film, and it's one that I'm probably going to have to adopt. Uh, remember, you know the old the old saying like it's not the destination, it's the mm-hmm. journey. <laughs> They, t- they, the, the. This was one of the, the greatest lines, and he del- and Chevy Chase delivers it, and I'm not going to do it any justice. He goes, you know what? He looks at because at this point, um, Rusty's ready to go home. He's like, you know, I'm going to get the kids on the plane. We're going back to Chicago. He's still Rusty. <clears throat> yes, he's still. Rusty. They still call him Rusty at his age. Yeah, at Helm's age, they yes. still call him Rusty. They still call him Rusty. So <laughs> he's about ready to turn around and go home, and he goes, you know, this. He, he tells he tells his dad, Dad, you know, this 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 is horrible. This uh, going to Wally World is ridiculous," he said. And he goes, "You know," he said. He turned around and said to Rusty, "He said, Rusty, you know," he said, 
it's not it's you know it's not the destination it's the journey kind of thing that's what that's what Ed Helm was telling him or Rusty was telling him he said what are you talking about he says you know what the desti- the, the journey sucks it's the destination that makes you appreciate the journey and i thought what a great line that's something that i would want to hear from Clark Griswold that was great and i was like ooh i i got goosebumps and i was like that was yeah. the whole point of all the other movies, too. Yeah. Right. All the hell they went through. Yeah, it's like... it's like the, we finally learned. Right. And it was such a great turn on its head. Like, you know, the journey sucks. It's the destination that makes you appreciate that crappy journey. And I was like, awesome. In a way, they told you to describe Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> all that walking. Wow. Walking, walking, walking. So, of course... Even the trees walk. <laughs> of course, at this point, they have they no longer have the, the, the Swedish car that they had they had rented. They don't have anything. They barely made it to the the, the parents' house. By the way, um, they were driven to the parents' house by a possible pedophile truck driver. Um, just to let you know. Wait, those two things are not mutually exclusive? <laughs> <laughs> they tried to make it so in the film. Um, but... So when they get there, he's uh, Rusty rejuvenates. Re- is rejuvenated into going to Wally World. By the and trucker. By no. <laughs> by, <laughs> oh. By oh. his father. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, oh, and his man. father has a little like, trick up his sleeve. Uh, I, I don't. I, I'm going to ruin it. I, I, I'm so sad that I'm going to ruin it, but I'm going to have to. Um, his father, of course, still has the family truckster. Oh, nice. So that was really cool. And I was like, oh, I'm ready to go to Wally World. And as soon as we hit Wally World and we're back to those four guys again, it just turned into a whole utter complete crap show. Absolute crap show. And the way it, I didn't like the way it ended, I was just like, oh, this is, it was an absolute. I saw flashes of brilliance, but it is so miserable that I, I, I don't know if I could even recommend it. It's so bad that I want to watch it again because I like bad movies. And this is so bad that I want to watch it again. It's that. To see if maybe you were wrong. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe you're in a bad mood when you want to go see it. Or something. I, I would give the, this is this is my first one star review of the year. I thought that this was horrendous. Thank God, National Lampoon's was not over because National Lampoon's is actually clever and brilliant. This was not. They waste all of the special guest stars in the movie. Charlie Day is in it. He's not any. Good. That's not a surprise. Though. Leslie Mann is in it. She plays Audrey. She's not that great in it. Chris Hemsworth is the only shining star along with Chevy Chase and Beverly Who would have thought? So you're saying if you go to this movie, go in at about 90 minutes in and then after that 10 minutes spot Right, right. No no one Chris Hemsworth (laughs) is coming on screen. Watch that whole whole encounter with him. Leave. Come back in 30 minutes. And then we're back uh, on screen. This movie didn't perform well, did it? It did not. Because what was this competition? It was Mission Impossible, Mission right? Mission Impossible. Yeah, wow. um, it, it, it tanked. It, it was, it, it, there was no way so, this so was no going to do well. It sounded like it had already set itself up for failure, to be honest with you. And like I said, the, the biggest problem for me was, is exactly what you said earlier, Gannon, was this, for me, has me worried about what they're going to do with a teenage Peter Parker and them writing Spider-Man. I am so Well, I'll worried. say this. I mean, at least they're working on it already. Because had this movie come out before they got hired, they probably wouldn't have been hired. That's very true. <laughs> that is very, very true. Uh, it's a one-star movie, and I, I'm so disappointed. I was really looking forward to liking it a lot. Um, so, And Christina Applegate couldn't even save it, and she's usually great. She's usually great, and, and she just could not save this film. So, unfortunately, I'm She wasn't that great in Anchorman 2 either, though. No, she was great in the first Anchorman. She was good in the first, <laughs> but not the second. And, of course, as we know, she's, she plays, um, she plays a, a doting mother to her two kids. But 
as we all know, the doting mother was uh, basically a whore in college, you know, and they kind of play that whole thing up with her and like I'm like. Ah, it sounds so paint by numbers. Yeah, right? it just is. It so is. Yeah, that is a checklist. It, yeah, it's kind a of total thing. checklist thing. I'm like, man. Like she know? couldn't just be a mom. Right. She couldn't. There just had to be, be a... something weird and seedy about her. Right. Right. Because totally. it's a comedy. Totally. Because they they pass through Memphis in her old college. So Rusty is interested and wants to know if she wants to stop by, and so they do. And they find out that her sorority still is intact, and they're still doing the chug run, which she invented. So it's like, ugh. Just really is like I don't know. Just inco- it's uncomfortable. And by the way, <laughs> I think you guys should watch this movie in the theater because all you could hear in the movie theater was uncomfortable laughter. Like, ha! Huh, I'm supposed to laugh here. But none. It's second week. You're just gonna hear crickets now. That's true. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I didn't mean. Especially to... after this gets posted. I know. <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to put go on a whole diatribe about vacation, but I have to tell you, I was so disappointed. I was really looking forward to it being good. This makes me want to go back and watch the old ones. That's how bad it is. No offense except to people with Vegas. guitars. Yeah, except for sorry. Vegas vacation, right? Sorry. Sorry, again. I didn't Vegas mean to... vacation wasn't all that hot either. Yeah, hey, listen. This makes Vegas vacation look like a masterpiece, and I'm not kidding about that. That's how good, that's how bad Vegas, uh, excuse me, vacation is, and it, that it can make Vegas vacation look good. I think Vegas vacation's a fun movie, and it wasn't the best one out of all of them, but this one makes Vegas vacation look like a masterpiece. That's how bad we can So do you walk around with a guitar? Or, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm trying to figure this. out why, why so that would sorry. be offensive. I was just saying. I didn't. <laughs> when when you said that, I was thinking like Kikaida, and I was like, Kiro rocks around with a guitar? No, I'm like, I just didn't want to like offend anybody. Poetry sissies. I just want to say that right now. That's what I'm saying. I didn't want to sit here and go, well, he plays guitar, so he's obviously a If I like poetry, I wouldn't be in this story. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah, I was just saying if you you know you you're playing a guitar and just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you know lumpy all together. I, I know how all those guitar players are just sissy pants <laughs> writing poetry. Right, I'm gonna stop talking. Well, you gotta remember a couple of weeks ago we thought you played bass, so yeah. <laughs> that shows where he's at. All right, <laughs> why would I be offended? I don't even play guitar. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Not at all. Get this crap. All right. What else we got? What else we got? <laughs> anyway, don't watch Vacation. Uh, moving on to some uh, new stuff that is in the uh, in the world of nerd, as it were. A um, couple of things. Uh, first of all, getting into some nerd news, uh, which Alika can jump into if you feel so compelled to. There has been a somewhat confirmation that we are going to see the Incredible Hulk in the new Civil War movie. There's been rumblings about that through the year, though, yeah, as they've been yeah. shooting it. They just—I don't think they want to confirm it. No, I think probably I, I would be—I'd probably go so far as to say Hulk won't be in the movie, but Banner will be. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I mean, I've been having a problem with the Civil War movie from the very beginning because there's more Avengers in Civil War than there was in Age of Ultron. Yep. So at a certain point, I don't know why they doesn't—and I, I said it a hundred times. I've probably even said this before. They should just call him Marvel Civil War. Because yeah. I really don't see the focus being on Captain America anymore. Mm-hmm. No, well, Especially if, if, you know, Iron Man's in the mix. Well, considering the fact that Iron Man and Captain America were the two opposing forces anyway. Yeah. So, it's, right. it's just so top-heavy with the cast. And, you know, Bruce Banner will be there. General Ross will be there. There's been rumors of Red Hulk showing up. I don't know if I'd buy that one either. But it's not, it's not like they're going to be forthcoming and say that you're going to see these things. True. True. I mean, I, I, I could definitely do with more more Hulk in Civil War for sure. But yeah. I mean, what do you think, Alika? How, how, what is uh? 
Do you think we should have the Hulk in Civil War? Of course. But I mean, definitely not. I mean, he won't play any major, crazy major role. No? Well, I will, I'll hope they follow the original Civil War and have like really obscure people. Like Speedball. He was like a really big He was the catalyst of the whole story. Mm. Like imagine if they did that in the movie. Yeah. People would like be They never the would theater. though. They, it's but too when dark. they hit like when those Marvel Disney movies hit right. in the theater, you people clap. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And that yeah. would be one of those moments if it happened. Well, I think a lot of people have this thing with the Hulk at this point. Everybody wants to see, or at least their rumblings are people want to see. Well, talking the Hulk. about the Hulk, I would, like that Red Hulk thing is actually a good setup, though. Maybe he doesn't appear in this. It's a, a fascinating idea. It's a fascinating idea, and it might be something they might set up well, for Infinity War. Well, or mm-hmm. beyond, yeah. because they might, or they might do um, another Netflix series. Who knows? But like, have um, Thunderbolt Ross start the Thunderbolts, right? Yeah. Right, you know what I, mean? I think and the Thunderbolts are cool. Zemo and Deadpool and all these guys teaming up, like that's well, craziness. That would be awesome. Hopefully, they can get the rights to Deadpool. Let's. Let, are we saying that? Let's hope Deadpool tanks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Fox, Fox is going right to do one movie right finally. <laughs> I'm actually surprised you brought up Hulk being in the movie more so than the Spider-Man news has been circulating about. Mm-hmm. There, there has been. I wanted to bring that, that up. But it's more than just an extended cameo. Right. He I has wanna, a stronger part than most people think. Right. I was going to bring that up. I wanted. I was going to gradually get into the bigger story. Oh, I'm but sorry, let's. I jumped let's ahead. Oh no no no! <laughs> go right ahead. Let's let's. Uh, why don't you Why don't you give us the info on that so we can just go right into it? From the info I've been seeing, it, it, it seems like instead of it just being a cameo that sets up that he's in the universe, there seems to be a lot of indication there's a full-on action sequence being shot. Mm. Well, just to, be. just to show him an action. If they are following the original Civil yeah. War, then Spider-Man's a huge part it, it, it's of it. It's being, yeah, it's being described as more of a dorky version of a superhero fight versus anything else we've been seeing Marvel so far. Well, in Civil War, they kind of backpedaled um, Peter Parker, yeah. like demoted him a little bit, so he was like a Tony Stark fanboy. Yeah. And then a huge, huge thing that happened was the Iron Spider suit, which, mm-hmm. if that happens in the movie, everybody's head's gonna explode. But here's the thing, though. Or they'll rage about it, because the first time you get Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe, he's got the god-awful suit that nobody really liked from Civil War. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> true. Spider-Man is cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it's really You're one of the few people I've heard say it. that. I enjoy it. So, okay, so then, uh, so if we're looking at him being a bigger part of the Civil War film... How I'm just spitballing here, or and not even that, I'm just prognosticating. How do you think he's introduced? Do you think Peter Parker has been watching the the Avengers from afar, or like you said, is, if he's a fan? Well, just like Ant Man, just like Ant Man, I'm gonna like the Avengers exist in the periphery of everybody's world because they're so huge, they dominate the world, and right. that's just how Spider Man's gonna experience him, just like how Ant Man was experiencing him. Uh, the Avengers, and they they show that he's going to be like a younger kid, so they're definitely setting up that civil war. True, they, the they could make him a bit more of a a bargaining piece as to how to decide on whose side is right in the situation. Because if you really want to get in in this version of Marvel Universe, everybody really works for the Avengers. There's no, there's really no factions, right? right? There's, I mean, everybody right. just flat out pretty much works for the government. Well, so, he is the pawn in the main Civil War. He's he is, like, but in a di- America he could be that in the movie in a different way. Iron because Man he'll be a them. superpowered hero, but with no allegiance <laughs> to anything. Right. And he that, would be the guy that would be like a reason why, like, he, why would he pick either side of the That story? makes That's sense. Well, that was the yeah. whole thing in the original Civil War. I mean, he yeah, yeah, yeah. to pick his side. Well, but him being a brand new character to everything is the, is the point I'm trying to get at. In yeah, this yeah. version, he's, he's new to everything. 
Right. So you, you come into it as a new audience member, the same as he was. So he has no allegiance to the Avengers nor the government. Yeah, he's no, his own, yeah. he's his own lone. And that's kind of how they set him up. He doesn't have any history with anybody. Right, right. Seven right. seven uh, part series. Right. Yeah. He was original. They kind of walked him back to be younger so that he could play that role. You know, speaking of Spider Man, there's a lot of rumblings as well on the fact that they're looking at Craven to be the new Spider Man villain. Amazing. I'm Craven like, is an awesome. Awesome choice. So that means that cast list that came out is completely bogus. Completely bogus. bogus. Billy, yeah. Billy Zane playing the Vulture. Yeah, I would love to see Jason the Biggs by the way. playing Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody God, was just God. trying to get the internet to go crazy. God, yeah, I, I think so. I think that there was a moment awesome. where Jason Biggs is like, "I hope it's real." Like, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes, no, nobody's talked like, about me yeah. since American Pie that Three. That's right. I, I'm screw doing voices for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What's this? <laughs> what's this? What is this show that Has I'm on? Has he been in any big movies? Orange is the New Black. He's, you know, that's what he's been doing lately. Oh, is he? Oh, that? is that what he's been doing? Yeah, that's what he's been doing lately. So, huh. yeah, I, you know, I really don't know how, I mean, I just... Why am I not surprised that you would know that? Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because my other half, I've watched the show, and she always tells me, I don't know if you're going to like it, but I, I kind of like where it's going, and I have to stick with it. I'm like, and oh. Jason Biggs is in it. You're I, like, ah. I can't stand Jason Biggs. I think him and David Schwimmer should be in a movie. Just uh. I would a totally buddy go. cop movie. Oh. There you go. Oh my gosh. Well, here's the thing. That's my, what the other guys should have been. <laughs> here's one of my biggest. The should have been guys. <laughs> here's Instead a plaster. There's people in the theater going. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like oh. Gosh. Why am I not leaving? Oh my gosh. Here's my question uh, for Civil War. Getting back to Civil War. Do we see Spider Man or do we see Spider Man and Peter Parker? Of course, uh, I think Parker. both. Yeah, you think so? I mean, I, I've I've seen things that even Marissa Tomei is going to show up in it. Wow, man, this thing is going to be huge. If Sony's smart, they're going to want to have a lot of connective tissue between the two, right? Because they know they followed the ball up with with the last what three Spider-Man movies. Well, I would have. That's, to, this is what they need to get that franchise that back true. on track. I think the first Amazing Spider-Man was the catalyst for what I thought was going to be a great new series, but unfortunately, yeah, the first Amazing. I just watched it recently. I didn't watch it before. And it's not bad. It it's great. It. Yeah. I loved it. But then the second one was like, it just. I was watching it and I was like, "Are you it's, really?" It's a, kitchen, to it's a kitchen sink into, movie. Yeah, no, they just just started crap. throwing stuff in there, and, and just I love like, Jamie Fox. Like if. The fight with Electro was one movie. I would it would have been fine. It like made the all rhino, that they just not put the Rhino in at all. It that made the right. same mistake that Spider Man Three made. They're making too many things to try yeah. to work all. Yeah, I actually together. enjoyed Spider Man Three. I, I, I did too. I hate to say you it, can go back it. to work now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, listen be, before you lock up tonight. Turn in your comic book card. And- <laughs> 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 My, uh, I'm sorry, guys. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, I am in, I'm actually in agreement with him. I thought that Spider-Man 3 was actually fairly decent. The only thing that really bugged me was, once again, they were just trying to fit too much crap into yeah. the film. Just that, scene, Venom on just that scene where Venom runs into Sandman in the middle of New York with nobody around. Right. And the scene is literally like, I hate Spider-Man. Yeah. And Venom's like, I hate him too. Let's work together. That's literally what that scene is. I remember All watching right. it. I like, I'm really watching this right now, aren't I? You're right. I have to admit that it's you're right. It's so like, it's such a ham-fisted way to bring those two together. That's kind of like how Sam Raimi is, though, like, with his movies. But like, he never did very... it before. Yeah. yeah. In the other two movies, he never went that cheesy. But he's very comic-y. He is. It's you know, supremely comic-y. But you see, the thing was, is that if, if, I don't, if I remember my history, 
the history says that Sam Raimi did not want to put Venom in the movie in the he first didn't. place. He didn't. There's actually a lot well, of concept. Well, it would be fine without him, I think. Ben Kingsley was hired to play Vulture. Right. He was flat out hired. Yeah. There's even concept art that I've seen where it had Ben Kingsley in the Vulture suit. Right. And I guess Sony at the last minute had cold feet about it and said, you know what, we really want to get Venom in there. Well, yeah. that's who what fans want. That guy was awesome. The guy from uh, Wings or whatever. What's his? Oh, um. What's his name? Thomas Hayden. Thomas, Thomas Hayden Church. He, he awesome. played Sandman. He was that, great. What an awesome Sandman. No, yeah, he, he was. Did great. That, yeah. that scene where he comes back out, like he starts forming back up in the sand, it's, it's, a, it's a gorgeously shot scene. Yeah. It's, and it, the that's way, one of the strongest things in that whole movie. The construction movie. site yeah. fight with Sandman, that was great. But my biggest problem with, with, that, with that series in and of itself is not Sam Raimi's fault. My biggest problem is, is the, constant, uh, the constant taking off the mask. Which is so good. They did. They did it in the Garfield movies too, though. Oh, uh, that is true. I can't stand that. It's like I already know who he is. You know, he doesn't have to relate to me. I want to see him as Spider-Man. But you know, know what like that is? Like screen time contract. Yeah, but like, you know what that on. is? That's actor choices. You, you can't emote in that mask, so you don't know what he's feeling or experiencing. Uh, that's a that's, that's that, very that, true. It's an artistic choice, but it's a stupid choice. I tell you what. Spider. By the way. Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi film, has the best unmasking scene that I actually cried in, uh, in the subway. That was, or on, oh, on, the, on, the, train? on the L train. That was that, that, that was so amazing, and that, I got so emotional about that scene, because when you look into the eyes of the, of the people on that train, and saw who he was, and saw <laughs> what they did... They there was this un there's like this unspoken contract about I will never yeah. reveal who you are ever and I was like man that was so awesome well the most touching part is when somebody whispers he's just a kid yeah he's just you know, a and kid and then you remember he's just a kid absolutely and that's the best part of that film so I, guess, I, you know, I, I got emotionally involved but from the other side of the spectrum <laughs> really but why is this mask keep coming <laughs> off are you freaking serious <laughs> one spark hits his mask and he has to take it off I know I was like wow man not again. Right. And then it's like, and then it's like, okay, let's not take off the mask. We'll just rip it. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, all the people on the train are like, "We'll never reveal who you are." <laughs> when you know mask. that all of them are like, "Who the hell is that?" Right. <laughs> well, I was gonna say they do live in New York. The yeah. odds of them ever seeing that face again is True. pretty small. But think about this. <laughs> think about this. If that if that movie were made now. That would oh, be... Oh, you would have been seeing so, so, yeah, so, so coming so out. Yeah, that been, They'd be out. saying out loud, we'll never tell anybody who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Picking up your phone. But Snapchat Snap- doesn't have your back. <laughs> <Yeah. right? laughs> Instagram. <laughs> bastard. Here's the thing. I, I'm getting... Uh, circling around back to Civil War here. Um, I, I have a question for all of you. Do you think Civil War is becoming overstuffed? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was a bad idea from the get. And here's why I think it's overstuffed. Yes, when Batman versus Superman got announced. They started talking about Cyborg being in there, Aquaman being in there, Wonder Woman being in there, Flash being in there. Everybody was like, "Oh, that's way too many characters being a first Civil War." In the opposite end has way more Marvel characters yeah, in, Civil- in what's supposed to be a Captain America film. Then Avengers Age of Ultron did. Now, the argument is always going to be like, oh, but they established all these characters. I still don't feel like they've ever established Black Widow or Hawkeye properly. I agree. They've given them some good character moments, but they've never really had any decent, real backstory. Not really. I think that's what they tried to establish in Age of Ultron, don't you think? It's, it's, a, lot, it's, it's a lot of implication, though. You don't, I mean, yeah. you, you see some flashbacks here and there, but you, I mean, you, know, you only get the sense of the character through implications. Right, not right. through actual backstory. Right, you have to read into. And his wife, they don't yeah. have any quality time in their own films, and you know, 
sure, you could probably judge the Batman Superman movie for that, but we also don't know to what extent we're going to see those characters. Right. We know the focus is still going to be about the title namesake. Civil War on the opposite end is called Captain America Civil War. I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to worry that, as in we've seen in every other movie, that Steve Rogers' character gets very marginalized anytime there's more people around him than just one. That's... I never thought about that. But you're right. Cause His he character does... is very marginalized in the Avengers movies. I can yeah. see the movie already. It's going to be Cap. He's going to be sitting down and flipping through a, a photo album of pictures of all the Avengers. Interesting. Credits. Because the other thing is, you know, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is in the movie. They paid him a lot of money to be in there. He's going to do a lot of heavy lifting. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, but you you're not going to pay him 50, 60 million bucks and then just give him like... For a as good, third or fourth of the movie to be in. For as good as Winter Soldier was, you also feel like he's marginalized in that film. A little bit, but not as bad because there's oh, not yeah. as many characters to, to balance around him. Right. right. And he's still kind of the he's still kind of the the fulcrum to everything else. Like Falcon's right. only there because he's there. Black Widow's only there because he's there. Right. I don't know if we'll see the same things. It depends on how they do it, I guess. But when we see Civil War, I, I still feel like it's going to be yet another movie where they Captain America will get marginalized. <laughs> they cram too much. Well, I think, I'm not saying cramming too many characters is a bad thing necessarily, because you could do it in a team film. And if that's the point of what the Avengers carry on from here, that's mm-hmm. great. But, you know, maybe it's if maybe, the movie is Captain America, right. it has to always come back to him. And I'm thinking to myself that maybe this is the time that Captain America is no longer Steve Rogers. This is a possibility, too. That's a possibility. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, like I said... I, from what, what little we know, it's it, I don't know. I'm just a little strange. It's, it, it just seems a little strange to go this way with what's supposed to be a solo film. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. This 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 does feel like an Avengers three movie. Yeah, it very much or a two point five, two point five. Because yeah. I mean, if if you'd done uh, Captain America, a uh, Captain America three, where it's him leading the new team of Avengers, that would have been a fascinating movie to see. And then Save Civil War is another one off, right? You know, mm-hmm. that that to me would have been a little bit more appealing way to do it. But I don't know. Maybe they know what they're doing. Well, well see. Let, let's see. The Russo brothers are doing it. The guys who did Winter Soldier. And Winter them. Soldier is an amazing film. If you ever see only one Marvel movie, that's the one to see. Yep. In my opinion. I completely agree with you. I, I, I think that Captain America... The Winter it Soldier outclasses the other three Iron Man films. I think it's even better than the first Avengers. Wow. I, really? I, yeah. I love that. I, 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 well, I because they don't focus on spectacle like Avengers does. Yes. It really is about the characters and what's going on. Yeah. I, I loved Captain America the Winter Soldier. I, I was very much connected to that movie. Loved it, loved it, loved it. So I, I am totally with you on that. I would have to say that Captain America, as far as singular hero movies, that's my favorite. Um, a lot of people don't agree with me, but I love Iron Man 3. Love that movie. Don't. Some people don't like it. I love Iron Man. I liked 3. it fine. No, I can um, see why other people don't like it, but I liked it fine. Yeah, yeah I, same here. Yeah, I love Iron Man three. I had no, I had no issue with it. Issue with it. Um, they were using the um, Alika. What was it? What was it? They were using the the storyline from. Wasn't it from um, Extremis? Extremis. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. That was the word I was looking for. Extremis. Yeah, they're using the Extremis storyline, which is always a cool comic. I thought so. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I enjoyed Iron Man three. I'm like, yeah. I can't stop loving Disney Marvel movies. I will say this though about Iron Man three: you missed the ACDC. 
in the Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because that was such a big part of like his character in the first two movies. You really do miss it when you get to Iron Man 3 because there's none of that. Right, because uh, when you hear Thunderstruck, it's like, it's, it's what separates Shane Black's movie from John Favreau's movies, but right. at the same time, you, you still miss it because it's like such a big, bombastic part of that character. Oh, yeah, I completely like agree. Like how he ever, you know, you felt like if he walked into a room, you just hear some ACDC riffs. <laughs> right, that's right. just how you felt watching those movies. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just the music he's hearing all the time in his head. Avengers had it, too. Yeah, no, you're right. When he shows him an Avengers, you know what you should do is like a Pink Floydish thing and play DC <laughs> over the fight scene with the suits and the extremist people. There you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> like if you set it to exactly one hour and fifty-seven minutes. That'd be fascinating. We should try that one day. <laughs> Instead of a commentary, we just try to like sync up. Just music start Thunderstruck right now. <laughs> Maybe I'll use that as the intro music this week. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Anyway, listen. Um, for our radio audience, it's almost time for us to get out of here. If you are listening to us on the podcast, stay tuned. We got a ton more stuff to talk. Well, not a ton, but we got a couple extra things to talk about. Um, so for all of you radio listeners out there at KAKU eighty eight point five, make sure that uh, you try and make some time for a good friends at Maui Comics and Collectibles. Uh, if you can, please uh, come and uh, come down and check out all the wonderful, wonderful comics and collectibles he has down here at 333 Dairy Road. Um, so uh, we are here every single week, um, uh, every Thursday, 3 o'clock, KAKU 88.5. Have a listen every week if you like it. You can always uh, uh, you can always follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the NerdWatch. You can follow us on Twitter at NerdWatchNation. And gentlemen, by the way, I'm starting to promote the radio show on Instagram. I don't what? Know. Yeah, crazy, right? So, I don't know. I'm starting to learn to do the whole Instagram wow. thing. Wow. It's crazy. I know. I know. It's crazy. It's insane. Or you can uh, log into iTunes and leave another comment about <laughs> G. <laughs> or, you, or you can do that. Please comment on the podcast on iTunes. Uh, if you'd like, review it if you'd like. We've got two, uh, we've got opposing uh, viewpoints on that list as we speak, on that review list, so uh, make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Once again, uh, radio audience, we certainly appreciate you guys sticking around. We hope you like the show. Uh, give us a shout on Facebook.com slash NerdWatch. Uh, I am G-Money, of course, for Format and Gannon. We are going nowhere if you're listening to the podcast, so stay tuned. Until next week on the NerdWatch Radio Hour, we say to you, Aloha. Gentlemen. Aloha. <laughs> no. what? Hey. What's going on? I had to. I had to. I, had to. <laughs> I know. Don't worry. We, we saved the big one for the ending. Right, right. For the real ending. For the real podcast. Right. Ending. For for our real fans. <laughs> yeah. For the real. <laughs> not, not for the fake fans. <laughs> I'm just kidding. For radio listeners. <laughs> radio. Whatever. Radio. Radio. So that. <laughs> radio. Ter- terrestrial, they call it? I don't know. I don't know what they call it. Extra. Extra radio. Extra anyway, um, Gannon. We just distance ourselves from not only 18 and under, but the radio listeners. <laughs> yeah, no, totally There's going to be like six people yourself. online listening to us. <laughs> after yeah, yeah, bastards. As long as they're commenting. As long as they're commenting. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're still with us, it's Format, Gannon, Silent Sean, Alika, myself, G-Money in the house. A couple more stories I want to get to you if you listen on the podcast. Um, first off. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> How come the push for Sinister Six every single time? Sinister Six. We so can. let's cram as many characters in this movie as possible so we can get to Sinister Six. Sinister Six? Just go Sinister 12. All right? All right. Listen, we have all the time that, in the world now. Is that now. where we were going? No, we weren't. No, but no, that's no, fine. Um, I Civil wa- War. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. 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 Uh, then we can just jump, jump right to the DC universe. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Those... <laughs> We told Too you there many should be, there should, be at least, there should be at least 20 of them in there, and they're all captured by Batman. <laughs> right, right. In the first 10 minutes go. of the movie. Oh, Civil War. I want to reread that. In the again. first 10 minutes of the Suicide Squad movie, oh. Batman captures Civil them all. <laughs> Is this the whole set? Yeah, one through seven. Oh, one through seven of Civil and then War. It's, the rest of the movie. Is just Harley singing show tunes from her. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hold in my hand from Alika from Molly Comics and Collectibles the first seven issues of the Civil War. The only seven issues. The only seven issues. I know that. And then the 11 frontline the, issues. Right, the frontline issues. Yeah. Right, right, right. So this is the main storyline, uh, if you've never read it. Um, do you have to keep these in quite often? All uh, the time? No, I mean, they're actually, the, the first printings are hard to get, you know. I, I, and as soon as is I that your myself, set? No, I just somebody just brought it in yesterday, oh. and I'm thinking of actually having it bound as a book, just like that Secret Wars next to you. I had the original I, Twelve Secret Wars bound as a book. That way, right? I can just read it like that. I, that's nice. how I want to read it. That's how I, I'd like to have the novel. The are there not novel. trades for it? Yeah, that's what I want. I want the trade. There are, but I like the <laughs> stinky, smelly old comics. Oh, <laughs> look at you! <laughs> You're an old comic book dog. Got no. it. <laughs> Anybody who reads comics likes the smell of comics. Yeah, that's a hey, very true. Good point, sir. Listen, getting off of comics for a second, uh, I gotta get your, I've gotta get your guys' um, opinions about this next one, Gannon. Forty-two. You're, res- you're responsible. No, <laughs> it was no? sixty-five, but oh. uh, yeah, it's not so, close. <laughs> so close. So okay, close. If you're, okay, you're opening up with you're responsible. I only met her once. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even look at her. Right, like Remember the last time he opened up? I don't know what, was, what you're uh, bring up, but if it's what I think it is, it might have offended you. <laughs> I didn't even get the last time he opened up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, Gannon posted this on the Nerd Watch, and I am very interested to know what you guys' thoughts are uh, about Hollywood and the place and, and where it's going. Uh, there is officially on the table now a movie about Pez Candy. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, okay, to be fair, to be fair to the to, to Hollywood, it is an animated film. Um, it would have to. But be. you know what? It's not. Even, it's not even the weirdest concept because there was a Play-Doh movie announced too. That there is one in the works. I would watch really? them. I mean, what's what's the matter with those movies? <laughs> it's watching all this Pixar animated happy. It can't. Crap. It can't all be and the Lego movie, Pez, dude. It can't, can't all be the Lego Play-Doh. movie. But no, Play-Doh's one thing, but Pez? Play-Doh I can get with because you can make stuff with it. Pez is just as diverse as Lego because you got every character in there. Some kids are trying to eat the candy. But then you just got a movie like Little Wobbly Sticks (laughs) with Pez and... They shoot candy at each other. Out of you, you, you forget everything is awesome. I've noticed when it comes to licensed properties and toys, everything is it. cool. I'm telling you right now. I noticed that Alika forgives a lot of sins if it's animated. I do notice that. <laughs> I have noticed. But that we all know it's gonna be CG or that stop motion yeah, animation yeah. looking CG like the Lego Movie was. Like stop stop motion with actual Pez dispensers. Yeah. I, well, I, that's to, a, to be fair, this movie probably won't happen because a Monopoly movie has been in development for years with Ridley Scott, and if anybody's going to get that movie across the finish line, it'd be Ridley Scott. That movie did not happen. No, I can't wait for the Slinky. And movie. it was mostly because Battleship be didn't work out. <laughs> when Battleship came out, that movie didn't work. So there's it, a lot of people who really like Battleship, though. Uh, who are they? <laughs> I, I don't I know any. Bruce Ellsworth swears really he loved it. Which one? And uh, Battle, uh Battleship. Battleship. Um, it's that Liam Neeson factor. I had no idea. I never Slim watched Neeson. it, but he was like singing its praises. I was like, can, oh. I, can I make a confession? I made you, a confession on the last podcast. Oh, no. Um, last week, I, I said that I was a, a, a now uncloseted fan of Batman versus uh, Batman and Robin. 
I am. I've never been a closeted fan of Battleship. I think Battleship is a very underrated, fun oh, movie. There you go. Well, this podcast is there over. <laughs> See, I found another fan. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that movie I is not... I might have to go watch it. It's not, it's not perfect. The story is really actually kind of dumb. But what saves the film is the action sequences and the climax of that film. It's like Pixels. It's very well <laughs> Oh, I saw Pixels, by the way. You yeah. did? Okay, yeah. wait, wait, okay. Battleship, you have to watch it. That's a, that's a two and a half star movie <laughs> that you have to see. Alita. It's a Greg two and a half. <laughs> what are we talking about, Pez? <laughs> we totally were. I think it's safe to say we journey. Okay, Pez. Battleship, you have to see. I own it. It's that. It's that fun for me. But <laughs> Alika, you just get a kick out of telling you, people you own Battleship. I do. I actually do, and I like the what you own that movie. That's I, like. I own the game. Uh, I don't know if that <laughs> scores any point. Game will always be cool. The game will always be cool. Okay. I'm interested. See, this is podcast The regular and the electronic, by the way. You watch. This is what you stuck around for the podcast. This is what he stuck stuck around for the podcast for. Is a fourth, a fourth review of Pixels. (laughs) Well, this is just like how I was on Jurassic World, you know. Yeah, all that exclusive content we give you guys. All right, Alika. Alika, I have to know. Boneheaded opinions about some. I I I can't wait till we tie an app to this. I know it's gonna be fantastic, right? All right, so Alika, what did you think? Did you take your kids first of all? Yeah, of course. Yeah. What did I you think? Have, of, what did you think of Pixels? I was awesome for watching it with my son. You know, I didn't have all the problems like you know whatever. I I went to see it for the video game characters and right? for Dinklage. Oh, okay. I didn't care to see Adam Sandler in an Adam Sandler movie. He's I think he's done being in Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. He, he just plays the same character and doesn't care. He's like, what hot woman I'm supposed to be with? Okay, yeah, just walking through the scene. Like, I, mean, I can picture him on set just doing that and walking through each scene. He's like, I've done this a million times. Who cares? <laughs> okay. Like, and so the audience shouldn't be expected to care. Who cares? Okay. And Kevin James, who, you know, take him or leave him. But, you know, Dinklage, video games, that's great. I love it. Okay. So obviously you didn't have any, You had no problem with the uh, Martha Stewart, Serena Williams sandwich. Obviously. But I had some problems, actually. <laughs> that payoff at the end, I was like, huh. They really had to end on that one. <laughs> I was like, you, well, you see Serena Williams, and like, you know, I would have had a lot more respect for her as a just a person and her career decisions if she never showed up in the movie after <laughs> Dinklage's, you know, crap show. But then the last scene is her in the window, and then Martha Stewart, and you're like, Martha Stewart, yeah, I guess I could have expected that from Martha Stewart. But Serena Williams, why were you there? All right, so here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, with the panini. Do you, do you, would you say that it's something that you would watch and again, and would you own it? No. Oh. God, no. no. Why would you ask that? <laughs> <laughs> I was nice enough to give it a gentle review. <laughs> so you saw it. Do you, what was the best scene for you? Um, I mean, the whole, all the battle sequences, because you're just looking into the melee and looking for, like, True. that's that's the Joust birds, you know, there's, you know, there's Mario bouncing. You saw Mario bouncing. And you did. You did. You, know? you did. didn't play a bigger role in the Donkey Kong level, unfortunately, but... Jumpman. Yeah. So, the Jumpman, <laughs> that's right. Hey, it's Jumpman. Yeah. Listen... <laughs> Gannon, aren't you sad that you have nothing? <laughs> Not even remotely. <laughs> no, you sure? I'm telling you. This actually only furthers why I didn't go to see it. We could have another review of Pixels next week. No, we don't next need that. Week. <laughs> All we're in the week after that, we'll have Silent Sean's <laughs> review. Well, that movie's what, three weeks in? Like, we don't need to keep reopening this, that wound. This Pixels movie is a phenomenon on the nerd it watch. It won't go away. <laughs> it won't die. This is a serious. Oh, you know what? You know what was great? The centipede battle scene when he first yes. picks up the light gun. Mm-hmm. You Come like on, that? Now. 
I, that I, was great. I, I like the Pac-Man one. That's my favorite. Yeah. I enjoy the pixel yeah. graphics. Yes, yes. I, I, the pixelated graphics were fantastic. The rules of Pac-Man were getting a little screwy. It's like, how did <laughs> their car software technology jive with the aliens? Like, why did it turn blue? Yeah, why like, did what? it turn blue when you <laughs> ate the pill? It's like, these aliens went out of their way to give us a fighting shot at living. Right. And they could have easily just <laughs> killed us all. <laughs> all right, so on your scale, pixels, where do you put it? Uh, stars? Yeah, how many stars did you give it, Lika? Two stars. Two star movie? Alright, alright, all right, that's fair. That's fair. It's about right. It's don't about change right. your channel if it comes on TV. Alright, you won't change your channel. <laughs> okay, very good. Thanks, Alika. You're I wonder a... why I'm not changing it, but I <laughs> You have enlightened this podcast yet again about pixels. <laughs> we certainly appreciate that. With your bonkers opinion. Now, right. No, that's not a bonkers opinion because I actually agree with you. But back we to. We need to put up like a. Uh, uh, like a a board where we keep track of how many times <laughs> we, we review pixels. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even believe we spent thing. this much time on this. <laughs> it's insane, right? Totally insane. Absolutely. Get, all right. So are we all in agreement getting rounding back to Pez? This is a crazy idea. Right? Well, I, I, except for Alika. <laughs> I don't believe it's going to actually pan out. I mean, again, this is just a knee-jerk reaction from how well Lego movie did. That's all it really is. Right. Well, look, if the Pez movie does good, you might get a Gumby movie. I could actually go for a Gumby movie, to yeah. be honest with you. The, Weren't they the trying to do a Gumby movie? They were time? for a long time. With the Play-Doh? Uh, listen, yeah. I could, I, I could, kind of original I could only do a Gumby yes. movie if Eddie Murphy was playing Gumby. Yeah. <laughs> That's just me. That's just me. Uh, right? Am I yes. wrong about that? I would watch that. I would totally watch that too. Um, here's the thing. Can I can I say this since we're now on podcast time? Uh, and you guys may hate me for this. I think the Lego movie is completely overrated. What? Yeah. Oh. I you, do. sir, hate childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just, like, not have Legos I in it? No, I loved Legos. I, I had Legos. Batman's in it, for Christ's sake. Yeah, that's very true. Did you step okay. on them all the time? Is <laughs> that yeah. it? So there was Batman, Ninja Turtles. There Did your dad put the craggle in it? <laughs> the craggle? No. no, here's the... Okay. Green Lantern. Don't forget Green Lantern. Well, the, ju- the whole Justice League, really. <laughs> Let me tell you why... The first, ta- cinematic, the first cinematic... The first cinematic... Right, right. The Justice League. League. Right yeah. Good point. Let me tell you what it was about the film that I didn't like. I didn't like the message. The message of everyone is special, blah, 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 blah. I'm thinking to myself, you know, here's How are we going to be part of the machine if everybody's special? Thank you. If everybody's special, that means no one is special, right? If everybody's special. Am I missing the point? And that's what bugged me about the film. I was like, what kind of message is that? Have you ever sat in a circle holding hands, listening to Sarah McLaughlin, tossing (laughs) her ball around? Very oh, satisfying. I have, the only one that I've ever, I've, the only time I've ever sat in a circle is when I was in in school, or I was watching television and watching Romper Room back when I was a youngster. You know, with the mirror and the whole, you know what I'm talking. See, Alika doesn't know. I see Greg. I see. <laughs> I remember that. So, I, 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 and like I said, I have to rewatch the film maybe, but I always thought it was overrated because I just felt like, what a crappy message for the kids. Like, everybody's special. No, we're not. Yeah, just crush them from the outset and be like, you are just like everybody else. Thank you, Alika. Most likely Thank you. worse. That's what I'm saying. You might even just play not Maybe, suck. maybe this is my, this is my, this is my. <laughs> this Point is, my, is, don't even try. This is my inner child crusher coming out. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself. 
You have to. You have to excel to be special. Not. But what would you tell Young G Money? That's right. You're not special enough to be on the radio. That's right. That's right. What makes you so special? It's what motivates me when people tell me that I can't do it. (laughs) That's what it is. So you'd rather have the Lego Movie crap on kids, so maybe that'll motivate the really hardcore ones. You want to motivate them. You want to. But then everyone would have a podcast. I'm telling you right now. Exactly. Exactly. Sean will have his own podcast. That's right. Sean. Silent Sean would have his own podcast. Two hours of silence. silence. <laughs> and it would be the most popular podcast exactly. on iTunes right now. The oh. first comment at the top would be right. transcendent. Transcendent. <laughs> Except for all that hate he spews. <laughs> Silent Sean spews hate. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, is that I think kids would be better served watching a movie like Whiplash than the Lego movie. <laughs> Yikes. What? Wow. Wait, wait, wait. What? Wow. What? Do you have kids? <laughs> I don't know if I get a reaction. Not anymore. Don't yeah. get a reaction. I wish Barry was CPS. here to hear you say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, right? I remember Barry not liking Whiplash at all. No, he loved Whiplash. He thought that it was the guy was demented and all this other stuff. And yeah, he really. hated that movie. I remember. He just he, said it was just yeah. antagonistic through the whole movie. Abs- yeah, man. More kids needed to experience that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> talking about my own fantasy. We need way less Miyagi's in the world. We need guys screaming at you that you're never going to be good enough. See, but Miyagi, but Miyagi was also... Listen. (laughs) If we're we're arguing this, Miyagi was very hard on Daniel. Was he not? But, but it was fair. Japanese don't yell. That's true. You don't gotta yell. Hey, he said every day he'd come back. He'd come to the. He'd come to the. Uh, come to his house and he'd wax his cars. He'd do his. Um, he would paint his house. He would do these things. And finally, he got fed up and said, "What am I doing? Why am I doing this?" And he finally understood why he had him doing these things. I, you know, hey, listen. Because he needed to get his, his fence painted. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah just right. Like, he just happened to learn martial arts on the way. That's, he needed to. Isn't that what that movie was about? Yes. Wax, yes. wax the car. It's like in case you didn't notice, you just happened to learn martial arts. Sand the, same the time. floor. Sand the floor. And look at my beautiful deck. <laughs> Imagine right. if that was a Netflix description. Old man gets his floor sanded, fence painted <laughs> by gullible teenage by boy. Gullible. <laughs> no, in this day and age, be by gullible white teenage boy, right? I'm telling you right now. Oh, gee, money does it always have to be all? Always got to be about race. Gosh, man, what a uh, monger you are. Anyway, listen. <laughs> Hate monger. You know that's that's, that's so. So we're done with Pez, right? What's, we're what, done. What, we're what, else, what else we got? We're gonna move on from Pez. Since we brought up Pez and went everywhere else but Pez. We've gone off the rails about Pez. Anyway. Let's talk about Pez. <laughs> Moving on so from Pez. Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I do want to talk about a couple of things. Uh, first of all, uh, two more things that mm-hmm. I want to definitely get out. Yes. Uh, they, have, um, they have cast the Hawkman for the new Legends of Tomorrow series on CW. There's going to be a Hawkman. If there's going to be a Hawkgirl, they had to do a Hawkman. Right. Uh, They also um, cast Vandal Savage for the show. Yes, they did. Um, That's cool. Hawkman. I'm not. I'm not too sold on the the title of the of the show. I I hate the title. They should just called it Legends. Because yeah. Legends of Tomorrow sounds like a horrible 80s TV show. It does. It sounds terrible. Um, but you almost want Leonard Nimoy to come out Legends of Tomorrow. Right. Talk, <laughs> talk about all these guys that did some actual, real, like, legendary right. stuff. <laughs> is, it, the, the way I feel about Legends of Tomorrow is it almost feels as if it, they can't fit all of these characters into Arrow. 
or The Flash and like, okay, we got to make another series. I think it's actually more of they want to diversify and see how far they can spin one show off. Right. Because they could easily kept any of those characters in Arrow. I just think it's like Arrow and Flash are becoming testing grounds to develop further and further shows. Mm-hmm. Right. Because after Constantine got canceled, they're already talking about maybe trying to fold him into the Green Hour show and then see if they can bring him back in that way. But I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work out. I, you know, I'm, I'm telling you right now, the CW is going to have to have a new moniker. It's not going to be the CW anymore. It's going to be the comic The superhero network. network. The superhero network. But I mean, again, soon. it's it's that thing, you know, everybody talks about the oversaturization of all this stuff, and I, and I think you should really just keep it focused. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the more of something you put out there, the less special it is. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, that's why I always say, Warner Bros. waited way too long to get their movies going, because there is a saturation point already, and they're only just getting into it. The TV shows are working right now, right? But they might not anymore. Well, the guy, uh, the, the, according to the the report from Variety, the guy's name, it's I guess his name is Falk Hensel. I guess his name is. I guess he's. I don't know. There's if no way that's a real name. It's got to be a stripper name. What is, what is that? <laughs> so, Dutch. <laughs> Dutch. It's got to be Dutch or something. But that's his name, and he's playing Hawkman. He's got a good. He's got. A, if you look at the picture on facebookcom nerdwatch, he's got a good imposing jawline. He looks like he's a. Looks like he could fit in that mask. Then again, this is this is the the, the DC universe on CW. He may not even have one. He could just be Hawkman with. No, him. they're embracing the suits, man. Yeah, because Green Arrow's new look is very comic book. Yeah, you said very it comic book influence. I miss the hat. <laughs> That's true. With the I big, big with the big suits, arrow, yeah. with the big feather. Just not even hiding his <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um. So, do you think I'm I'm guessing that DC is really. I'm guessing at this point in time, DC is going to start really embracing the whole television show and really taking advantage of that time. And vice versa, CW is going to take advantage of that too. I'm, I'm guessing as long as they've got the property. I would think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, it would make know. sense. The, I mean, the DC universe is, is working out for TV shows. I mean, there's mm-hmm. Supergirl going on too. Um, right. Supergirl's going on the, I keep coming back to that question. Like, how far are you going to take it where, you're gonna, where you come, keep running out of excuses while you don't see the characters you really want to see? Good point. No Batman, no Superman. The further you develop these things, eventually you're just going to have to come to the point where it's like, all right, they just don't exist in this universe. Right. Because uh, you can kind of play with maybe they're there, maybe they're not. But you can't keep raising the stakes on these things and pushing the boundaries out, and then you never, ever hear of those characters. So do you see... There is a blood haven in Arrow, but you've right. never heard of Nightwing or Batman yet. Right, right. Stuff and, like that. And that's, and that's what I'm wondering. It's like, do you bring back Tom Welling to play... Clark Kent or AKA Superman or do you do you want that ego back in television because uh, that, that was the whole problem with Smallville I, I, you know it's such a positively influenced show you can kind of tell right the actors that, that, that have been portrayed in those movies they, they're very Facebook and social media friendly and mm-hmm. I can Looks see like Tom Welling hasn't worked a lot yeah I mean what else has he done he did The Fog oh, I he, can't think of anything else he was in that Steve Martin sequel um Cheaper by oh, the cheaper dozen. By the oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was great. That was great. He was yeah. in both of them, wasn't he? I don't know. He's wow. the oldest son, I believe. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. He's, he was I in think both. he's in both of them. So, anyway. Gentlemen, uh, coming up in September is uh, is the uh, amazing Hawaii Comic Con, as we know. Moving mm-hmm. on to another subject. Um, the Nerd Watch may be not guaranteeing. Well, Gannon's guaranteed he's going. Um, we don't know no, how much, no doubt. We don't know how much help he's going to be. But uh, uh, he's going to be going. Do we know why? That I'm... 
Because <laughs> Ivy Doom Kitty will be there. And yeah, yes, I know. I'll be I... stalking her. <laughs> I'm not even ashamed to say it right yeah. now. If you don't know who Ivy Doom Kitty is and you listen to this podcast, what is wrong Shame with you? Shame on you. Look her up. I'm going to post her on Nerdwatch right <laughs> you after should. this. So right you know. after this, everybody knows. Um, uh, when when Gannon's going for sure, we're working out the logistics for Format and I to go to this, uh, this event with Alika. We're trying to get there. But here's the thing. During the time we leave, um, and this is the part, partially the sad part, um... There's going to be a premiere of a movie happening that's being actually put on by fellow podcasters themselves, The Nerdist. The Nerdist is doing a film or, or presenting a film called The Hive. I don't know if anybody has had a chance to take a look at it. No. The Hive no, is a very interesting movie that Ain't It Cool News has had an opportunity to preview. And they kind of they've, – they've said it's a cross between The Evil Dead – and Memento by Christopher Nolan. That's a two strange poles put together. That's what I said. Um, uh, it's a film that is uh, that's been out since 2014, um, and this is the IMDb. Uh, this is the IMDb synopsis. It's about a young man suffering from amnesia must dig deep into the far reaches of his mind to remember who he is and save the love of his life before a virus that has infected him takes over. Now, um, I've watched the preview. You need to see the preview. Uh, it's directed by a guy named David Yaroveski, and it looks quite incredible. Uh, the only reason I bring it up is because <laughs> we're sadly going to miss it because it's a one-time special event happening here in the islands, and so it is uh, without a doubt something that I should that I really want to watch. But with we'll you guys. get to see Stan Lee if we're mm, there. So. That is that's very true. No, listen. I'm not denying, I'm not I'm not saying I'm just saying that there's this hive movie that you should look up. It looks amazing and it's been out since 2014. So where, I where is it being shown? Uh, here on uh, uh, well since like we're doing where? the podcast on Maui, it's going to be shown at the Maui Mall Megaplex. Oh, really? September oh. 19th. Yeah. Um, on that same day, if I'm not mistaken... Well, at least you guys have something to see if you don't make it. That's true. Good point. Thanks, Gannon. That's awesome. I can talk all about Amazing Tony. <laughs> you guys can talk all about that movie. Movie, movie. Right. And on that same day, by the way, they're also I'll doing... I'll tell you what Ivy Doom Kitty had in her trash the first day. <laughs> <laughs> they're also showing a 3D film from Doctor Who. Which is quite amazing. All right. Yeah. If you I, love Doctor Who. If, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge Doctor Who guy. Yeah. I, you Are you not a fan? Um, I gave... Uh, gave it the old college try? I gave the the, the Chris Eccleston ser- uh, season. Because I didn't know where to jump in. Right. So I That's just, a good place. I started with a couple episodes of there. It didn't really grab me. But I don't know. Maybe I'll go back to it and try the, it where you should Where you should... Listen, if, 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 if you were me... I mean, if I were you, here's what I would do. If you were me. (laughs) I'd go all the way back to Tom Baker. He's the best Doctor Who ever, ever, from 1970s to 80s. That's a commitment, isn't it? That is quite a commitment. But if you only watch a couple episodes, that's all you need because you'll be be hooked. But if you do jump back in, uh, skip over Eccleston and go right to David Tennant. David Tennant really establishes the Doctor Who That's the dreamboat one, right? Uh, Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, he is the dreamboat. Uh, he is quite fetching, as it were. Um, so yeah, I would say start with him and then uh, move on to Matt Smith. Matt Smith is great too, and and uh, uh, Peter Capaldi is doing a bang up job right now. So They're working on a movie, right? Like that's a, the, is that, that the one must, you're talking must about? Be the movie, yeah, the three D film. I forget the name of it at this point, but yeah, that must be that must Doctor be Doctor Who and the something something of the something something. Uh, the something something in three D in three D Sunday Sunday Sunday. <laughs> anyway, um, one more one more big thing. Want to mention? You can officially watch 
online right now, the HD version of the Deadpool trailer, Red Band, mind you, uh, out now. Uh, it's all for the taking, if you haven't seen it yet. Take a look at it. It's an amazing trailer. It's um, Before we get into the trailer, though, yes. i got to say something. Wasn't part of the reason why this trailer was coming out was to provide some incentive for people to go see Fantastic Four in the theater? That is a good point. So the fact that it's coming out on a Tuesday and the early shows are not till Thursday, who's going to go see Fantastic Four now? <laughs> it's a good point. I never thought of it that way. Because I remember right. seeing it online that they, that it would be released with Fantastic Four once that finally made it right, out. Right, right. But it got it just came out today. Um, so what incentive do you have if you didn't want to see Fantastic Four? Why else would you go see it? Now? If I may, if I may, posit this theory. Um, what if the reviews? By the way, this leads right into my next story. Uh, Fantastic Four has been getting horrible reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've, I've only seen a couple of great reviews saying that it's better than expected, but the majority have been bad reviews. Um, maybe the theory, my theory is, is that they know it's so bad that no, they don't think anybody's going to watch it. Maybe they're releasing it so it encourages people to go see Fantastic Four. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I really don't. Um, do you think that this bad buzz is going to affect uh, you know, moving on to Fantastic Four because they're in the same universe with Deadpool moving on to Fantastic Four do you think all this bad buzz is going to affect the box office I- I've already read that they're already projecting it to be a 50 million dollar movie this weekend um, but I- I'm pretty damn sure a lot of that's curiosity factor and it's going to dive straight down if it doesn't deliver because uh, a lot of the uh, bad reviews could just flat out be from people that went in expecting it to be I- I- you know right. if you go into a movie with all the baggage that goes along with that movie, that it tends to be all that really takes over what you're thinking about. So you're watching the movie thinking about all the stuff that you know, the Josh Trank being difficult to work with, the miscasting of Johnny Storm. If you're that person that thinks he was miscast, you know, Doctor Doom being mishandled and the look being mishandled and thing not wearing pants and all. The, once that permeates in your mind, you don't really give the movie a real, a real true shot after that. So uh, <laughs> to me, I think that's probably what a lot of it is. So. Could just be people reviewing exactly the way people are expecting to see reviews, too. Good point. My question is this. Will the Nerdwatch be doing the premiere of the Fantastic Four? Apparently we are now. Pat Oswalt got canceled, so we'll be able to go Thursday. What? Huh? Well, not canceled. Rescheduled. Rescheduled, okay. Because apparently he's afraid of Guillermo. Is he really? That's the excuse they gave, that because of the weather conditions, he's not he's going to reschedule the show for October. Wow. So oh, for, ner- wow. for nerdy people that like Pat Oswalt, October 29th is a new date. I like Pat Oswalt. I think he's a very funny guy. Applies. He's a, he's a, he's a nerd brethren. Like he is. He's, as a matter of fact, he's a comic book nerd, and he played, uh, he was in this really fun skit as the uh, Penguin, wasn't he? Uh, uh, I never saw it, but I know what you're show? talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so it's a ratatouille. Alika. Hey. I know you're doing business. We could hear you back there talking on the phone. Um... Anyway, Sorry about that. yeah, no, no problem, no problem, sir. You're, you're the only one to get away with it. You're the only one to get away with it. Will you be joining us for the premiere of Fantastic Four? Of course, I have gone to every single superhero movie premiere since they started. Really? I've gone to the. I think Blade was the very first one, right? I've seen all of them on opening night or at least week oh, since okay. they started. Okay, I don't miss a single one. So here's the thing: if it is bad as we're assuming that it is. 
Um, do we, as as a group, give a collective ug by the time the credits roll, or how does that work? <laughs> Let's wait for the post credits scene. Yeah, we're gonna wait for the X-Men. stinger where they oh, get yeah. the X Men. Where Wolverine shows up yeah. and he fights Thing <laughs> for ten minutes. Right. Which would be the only thing that make people love that movie. Well, now a Hulk versus Thing battle. Well, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. But of course, as we all know. Well, that's one of the that's one of the staples of the Fantastic Four series. Is oh, the wait. occasional Hulk versus Thing battle. Yeah. When like, do we know what theater it's at? Finally, yes, or, we do. Because we, I know they've been in contractual. Uh, I don't know if you saw. Thoughts. I did post it on. I did post it on the Nerd Watcher where it finally was going to be. Congre- uh, con- contractual obligations and finally came through. Lahaina. Uh, negative. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's not being shown here at all. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> No, it's being theaters that didn't expect to sell any tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, you can keep that crap in a wall. It's going to be actually the theater with reserved seating. Oh, fun! Uh, yeah. Sweet. So, uh, yeah, for a movie nobody's excited to see in the yeah. first place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my back hurt after sitting in that seat for too long. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my review of Pixels. <laughs> <laughs> Just like oh, how no, MI MI five. Sorry, that's the MI. Right, that, there you go. Yeah. Just how I feel when uh, I see an invite to go to a minority show at 10 o'clock. My back starts to you know, seize up a bit. <laughs> Old Same Man thing. G. Old Man, that's exactly what it is. Old Man G, I'm telling you. It's insane. Old Man G. All right, so. <laughs> Sounds so Japanese. <laughs> we are going. That's without a doubt. Patton Oswalt is not interrupting the Fantastic Four. So we're going. Okay. Is Sean Sean going as well? Will he be? Okay, good. Yeah, right. thanks, Patton. Yeah. Because of you, we gotta go watch Fantastic Four. Thanks, Mr. Oswalt. You know, so, okay. We're going. This is gonna be great. I cannot wait. Uh, the film, uh, by the way, the film is at 8 o'clock. Um, oh. 8 o'clock in the... No, no, no. I'm, I'm letting <laughs> you know. Us. Oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem know. like it, but he was telling us. <laughs> I was telling you it's 8 o'clock. So, uh, oh, your announcements sound like questions. Your questions <laughs> Sorry, don't sound, sound like, like questions. So, Deadpool trailer, Red Band. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Oh, oh nice. does that exist? <laughs> what the hell is Deadpool? Oh, well, you Cretans host this show, then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, so Fantastic Four is on the docket. We're going to give a. Um, we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. Um, no, are we going to be doing? Review. Are we going to be doing a pod after the show with Alika here as we Don't do we five? Shouldn't we? Or should we? Or shouldn't we? Alika, are you do. in for that? Of course. Of course. All right. So we're going to do a pod after the show on Thursday night. This is our, our, our Mr. Glass. Of course he's going to have it open. <laughs> he is our Mr. Glass. He's, he's gonna... the one that got the group all together. And, yeah, like, yeah you know all those mysterious accidents that caused <laughs> you guys to meet each other? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Thousands of None of this died. happened by accident. Wow. Yeah. You're welcome. Wow. You're welcome. So <laughs> Pat and Oswald pulling out, that, that's Alika. <laughs> <laughs> he created the yes, storm. I routed the storm this way. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Thank you, sir. We certainly appreciate your commitment. Wouldn't be really cool. <laughs> what if Mr. Glass is invincible in water? <laughs> hmm. What? What? Oh, what? No, you know how uh, uh, he he's vulnerable when he's wet. Oh, that's so what right. if Mr. Glass the whole was point like? Was they in, share that weakness? They both inhale water too fast. You remember when they were? You know, bonding oh, over that thing before Bruce Willis realized oh, he was a I forgot about that. guy. Hmm. What is it? The, the, um, for those that don't they know, we're talking about fast. Unbreakable. 
ladies and gentlemen, from 1990. The best comic book movie is not based on a comic book. Yeah, the best comic yeah, movie. Yeah, not, 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 not the Kimmy Schmidt um, one. The, right. The, uh, right. The good one. The good one. <laughs> the good one. <laughs> the other movie that M. Night Shyamalan made that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, gentlemen, it's been a blast. Uh, I want to let everybody know uh, there is a film that I'd like to bring up that has just hit video, Blu-ray, uh, if you have not seen it, um, and it's something that is definitely nerd-friendly. Uh, Wormwood, The Road of the Dead, the film oh, from Australia. Oh, that Australian zombie Mad Max has, has come out on Blu-ray. If you haven't had a chance to see it, I have seen it. I don't know if you all have. But not yet. Nope. It is... Fun. It lives up to exactly what they call it, though. I bet it's 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 it is a Mad Max zombie movie. It is. Um, so that's the, it. Looks like it. It it is. It's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but serious enough that you want it. You really enjoy the film. So if you have if you have an opportunity, it's uh, it's available now. You should definitely watch it. It's something to watch at home. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that it's also going to be coming to Netflix this month as well. Is it something worth like owning, though? Yeah. Honestly, for me, mm-hmm. yeah. I no. think so. Well, I like you, you own Battleship. So. I own Battleship. I'm sorry. Yeah, I never feel like that. <laughs> you lost credibility. I totally that. lost credibility. I'm s- At least in this room with me, Sean. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because Alika's has got your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got my Battleship back is what he's got. Yeah. You you, you be my destroyer, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell is happening here? I don't know. What is this? I don't think it sounded like what you thought it sounded like. I don't think it did either. (laughs) Could be Uh, my destroyer. You know it keeps coming out of the closet. Oh, my God. Could be my destroyer. Wink. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) All right, we're going to end this thing before it goes completely off the rails. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Nerdwatch Podcast. You can follow us at facebook.com slash the nerdwatch. You can follow us on Twitter at Nerdwatch Nation. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at the underscore nerdwatch. Also, uh, if you happen to be in Kahului Town on the lovely island of Maui, even as a hurricane is bearing down on the islands. Also, oh, I'm sorry. A tropical storm now. Sorry. Also. Yes. So, so light showers are coming our way. Light showers are coming our way for sure. So, uh... You know, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook. We hope you really enjoy the show. We'll be back uh, on Thursday night. We'll be doing a podcast about Fantastic Four <laughs> and to see how awful that film is really going to be. I cannot Watch wait. Watch us all come back with like four star reviews. <laughs> it, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this thing really was made out of orange rock. <laughs> uh, no pants. <laughs> you know, that's what I can see Gannon going like, you know, I really had a problem with the no the, the no pants uh, thing, but after watching the film, I really bought into it. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you make pants in his size? Yeah, right. exactly. It just makes no sense. What's he could it be, be modest about? <laughs> right. He could be my destroyer any day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dang it, I'm out of here. <laughs> Silent Sean, thanks for uh, being there, the ombudsman this evening as well. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, for the uh, wonderfully cynical format, <laughs> uh, for Gannon, uh, the, the guitar playing Gannon as well. I, I didn't mean to offend your sensibilities, by the way. That was not a crack. I'm still not. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm going to shut up again. Uh, and to Alika. The man who provides uh, a great Nerdwatch headquarters here on the lovely island of Maui at Maui Comics and Collectibles. Come down every Wednesday. Come
Comic Book Wednesday is something you don't want to miss. Uh, reinvigorate your uh, reinvigorate your senses in reading great comics down here at Molly Comics and Collectibles if you're in the area. So until Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, we're out of time. Peace out, much love, and most assuredly, always stay nerdy. And until next time, boys and girls, we say to you, Aloha! Aloha!